0: Suspend your disbelief. Let yourself be led down a path into the world of the paranormal, where ghosts, shadow people, cryptids, aliens, and all things supernatural dominate. Immerse yourself in a dimension of ominous trepidation with your hosts, Dan Danny and Rachel. Welcome to the Phantom Faction Podcast.
1: Hey, welcome to this edition of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Dan.
2: And I'm Rachel.
1: And uh, here we are via Zoom once again. But we are having some
3: weird technical issues. People are freezing up on us. Rachel keeps <laughs> disappearing. But we can hear her. As long as we can hear everybody, that's that's a good thing.
1: She didn't uh, pay her Zoom bill, I think. I know. I know. <laughs> the problem is.
3: <laughs> She's been having all sorts of problems today with <laughs> her vehicle. and She is
1: our, our resident psychic medium, so you <laughs> can just convey the messages and questions to us, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, can You can... Oh, rem- <laughs> <laughs> You can remote view
3: over to my house and, uh, and tap and tap in.
1: Something's got to happen
0: because right now all of you guys are frozen on my screen and it's oh. very serious looking.
3: <laughs> oh, oh <wow. laughs> like I said, as long as we can hear each other, it's all good.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're no stranger to any of uh weird things happening while we do the podcast. That's right. Just like with Anna Maria, with when we're talking about aliens
3: and everything started going wonky and...
1: That was crazy. <laughs> you know,
3: it, whether it be uh, ghosts or aliens mm. or Sasquatch, there's always something messing with us.
1: That's right. Oh well, what
3: can you do? But keep going,
1: move yeah. forward. It's where my editing skills have to come in, I guess. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
2: I'm just <laughs> glad Oops. we're not recording any video because now I've got black screens. So,
1: <laughs> oh well. Oh, well, you sound great, Rachel.
2: <laughs> well, thank you. So,
1: Dan, you've done it again. You've uh, got us. A I, have, yes. I have. I have two gentlemen from south southwestern
3: ontario or southern ontario uh i have chris and daryl who are part of hastings county sasquatch and oh. uh i know chris has been on sasquatch chronicles before with the uh, west Germer. and that if nobody knows what sasquatch chronicles is and you listen to the podcast then you've been living in a cave uh, <laughs> because he it is like the number one sasquatch program out there and uh, our Good friend john our old co-host was on was was on sasquatch chronicles as well chris and daryl are going to tell us about you know all about hastings county sasquatch and their experiences and and i know that they've had some recent interactions uh with the sasquatch and the samurai speak which we'll we'll get into as well if nobody's familiar with that but we'll start with chris chris uh, welcome to the (laughs) phantom faction podcast so, where did your interest in Sasquatch begin and where did it go from there?
0: Well, I never really had much of an interest in Sasquatch actually, but uh, what actually happened to me it happened back in, I believe, it was 1997. I was on a canoeing trip up in the uh, Tamagami area. I'm not going to go too in depth because I've gone through this story a few times with a few people, but uh, basically, I was canoeing along with my uh, kid brother. He was in the bow of the canoe and I'm looking over the South shore of, uh, of the lake and, uh, I see what I thought was a bear. And then it turned around, stood up and walked off like a man. This guy was like dressed all in black. And the first thing that came to mind, was this guy dressed as a black bear? That's the first thing that came to my mind mm-hmm. not, not even realizing that's what I was looking at was a, was a Sasquatch at that time. Um, I didn't even know tomogamy, for instance, was a real hotspot spot for uh, Sasquatch sightings. So um, it wasn't until years later um, when I realized what what I actually seen. Just one, you know, just from all you witnesses out there coming forward and explaining what they what what they've seen, and uh, I'm telling you that that one day it ran like a HD movie in my head and, until I realized what I saw because it was so unusual. So that was my first encounter and, well, yeah, there's from there, it just, yeah, it starts snowballing from there.
3: Yeah. Um, we get a lot of reports, uh, through Ontario Sasquatch, uh, from the tobogamy area and anybody who's not familiar with it is in Northern Ontario, it's probably put a good six, six to eight hours north of Toronto. I believe it's a huge area, uh, all crown land, mostly lots, it's just like one, uh, never ending bush. Yeah, ton, tons of lakes and rivers and streams,
0: and coincidentally, my second sighting actually happened up there too. That was uh, September 2020. That's when I seen the second one, and that was on a, a roadside
3: crossing. Now, before we get away from the first one uh, too mm-hmm. much, can, can you describe the color of it and and how tall it? You might have thought it was. Uh, he was
0: pretty much jet black, just a, just like a black bear. I could have sworn I was looking at a black bear. And then it walked away on all fours. Uh, it wasn't walking on his knuckles; it was walking on his on the pads of its hands. And uh, you know, no effort at all. It just basically transformed right up into uh, uh, in the upright, uh, you know, bipedal position and and. Walked off, arms were swinging back and forth, and right into the bush, and uh, yeah, it's, it just blew me away. I was like, "What? What am I seeing here?" I thought that was a bear.
3: Now, did you uh, did you get any odd feelings before you saw it? You know, we often hear about uh, people getting hit with infrasound; they get that panic feeling, uh, they lose control of you know their muscles, no nope, sort of thing. A,
0: not not at all. Um, not at all. Nothing like that. It just, I don't even think it even noticed that we were there, just sort of gliding along uh, a little section of Lady Evelyn Lake. And uh, it it didn't look at us. It just went about as business.
3: And what about uh, the most recent one in 2020? (laughs) Yeah, that was,
0: uh, uh, yeah, roadside crossing was on the left-hand side. And I I got to a little clearing, like a little bit of a meandering creek on my left-hand side. And um, I'm I'm looking. I see this great big, huge black mass, and the shoulders on it was just absolutely huge, uh, running like something I've never seen run as far as speed wise goes. And uh, the first thing I'm thinking is like, what am I looking at here? Is this a bear? Is this a, a moose? Like I've never seen anything. You know, I'm just looking at it. I'm again. I'm build, bewildered again. And then I head toward toward a uh, little bit of a a granite rock face and its arm extended out to the sides arm like forearms up and it just it almost hit it it was almost like it hit a springboard and it just leaped right up this 25 maybe 30 foot uh rock face and he was up on on top of that thing and at that moment there like a million things are racing through your mind what did i just see should i keep on going or should i pull over i just made the decision to pull over to the side of the road and and i did and i went looking for tracks looking at that last position where I seen them up on that uh, on the top of that little rock cliff and nothing nothing happened I couldn't hear anything I couldn't see any crashing through the woods or anything like that I couldn't find prints anywhere um, all I know is I, I knew what I seen it was a just it, it was an incredible sight to see I and mean, I've never seen anything run that fast before
3: how far was it from the other uh, sighting that you had?
0: Uh, from that location, I was about probably about 12 miles outside of Elk Lake Ontario and from where, um, when I first came across it in the canoe, it would have been, I don't know, it could have been that far, maybe 15, 20 kilometers or something like that. Well, wow.
3: yeah. So it was in that general area. Yeah. We do get a lot of, uh, reports, um. From the Tomagami area, and yeah. if anybody if anybody goes on um, on Google and types in uh, a Sasquatch or Black Sasquatch, uh, it's already it's in the public domain. There there is uh, some great photos, and I'm sure you've seen them of this massive black. Uh, sasquatch uh, that a, a, an older gentleman had taken a picture of that he and he didn't even know that he'd taken the photo he, he was playing around with a uh, a new lens that he had like a panoramic lens and took these pictures from the back of his cabin and when he went and looked at the photos i guess he uploaded them onto his computer or got them developed uh there was these pictures of this massive like nine foot tall black sasquatch and you can see it's it's thumbs uh you can see the fingers everything and i guess after you know when he looked at it and went oh my god what did i just record he went back later on and there was two trees that had been pushed into an x and he was like well what do you think that means and people were like i think he's telling you to stay out of his backyard (laughs) and he showed his wife Uh, and as the story goes as near as I can, uh, retell it is she saw that and she, and she says, I'm never going back to the cabin again. And I think it, I think it's been torn down since, or the, or the property was sold. But, uh, I think we have put the pictures up on, on the, uh, the Facebook page and, uh, Instagram, but I will put them back up again when this episode comes out, because they are fascinating. That was, um, that was exactly what I've seen.
0: It, It was just massive black big shoulders and everything. And coincidentally, that was Elk Lake, I believe is the access point to Duncanson Lake. So from there, it would only be about, I don't know, 15, 15 kilometers south of where I uh, seen this thing across the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's in the same general areas. It was uh, closer to Duncanson Lake than where my, my sighting, my sighting took place. So
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Did you notice any change in the atmosphere or pressure or was there a smell in the air that was different?
0: No smell at all uh like I said we're we're
1: driving down the uh the uh you know the
0: county road there and I just spotted on my left hand side and Mm -hmm. and just seeing seeing this thing like take off at an amazing speed and jump up this cliff almost like it was hitting a springboard. We pulled over and I was like waiting and uh, looking and Uh, My girlfriend was out there with me too. She didn't actually see it. I seen it. And I said, you know, I I just recently told her about all my past experiences and uh, she wanted to go and see one too. So uh, (laughs) she was the first one out of the car. I was trying to get my phone up and get the the video app up and going in case we would have seen something. But uh, yeah, we didn't hear anything, didn't see anything. Mm -hmm. But I did get a feeling of uh, fear, though, as we were standing by the edge of the road. Now, I might have been confused. Because there's a lot of lumber trucks up going up and down that road. Because we were parked on the side of that road on a small little shoulder, I didn't know whether, you know, I got the feeling I should get out of here. I don't know if it was the lumber trucks, you know, <laughs> being run over by one of these things, you know, standing out on the road looking for something you just seen that was apparently doesn't exist in most people's minds or, uh, you know, we're getting that feeling from whatever's could be crouched down looking at us and all the other, but I did have a fear, a slight fear of saying that I should probably just hop in the car and get out of here. <laughs>
1: okay. It's a fairly rocky terrain up in that area. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so probably pretty tough to even find footprints or anything.
0: Yeah, everything was pretty much hard packed there. And I, you know, I was just wearing shoes. I would have just, I would have gone into the creek area if I had boots and everything. I was expecting to see a moose or something like that. That's what I told the girlfriend, keep your eye out for moose, because I was afraid of running into one of these things. (laughs) That'll wreck your car pretty good.
3: I think I'd rather hit a moose than a Sasquatch. (laughs) (laughs) The moose won't uh, rip your arms out of your sockets when you get out of the car to check the damage. (laughs) Yeah, Daryl, you've been sitting there waiting patiently and quietly, um, and I haven't had the chance to uh, talk to you yet. But do you do you have a an actual sighting that you've had
2: or interactions? I may have seen one now five times. May so, have. Well, the first time was for sure. Uh, okay. it, I was a young boy. It was 1978, and uh, I would have been about five years old. Uh, I was up in Bolter, Ontario, at the the dad's hunting cabin. And we used to go up there for summers, sometimes winters and toboggan down the road and stuff like that. It's very lightly traveled. Um, anyway, uh, just going down the the escarpment, I guess, uh, going north, we used to slay down. If you look on, on our Facebook page in the Hastings County, on the Facebook page, really, there's a picture of that Chris had taken of looking down the one first road, the first hill, excuse me, the first hill. We used to toboggan down that as kids. and. Uh, Then there's a, it goes on for, oh, I don't know, maybe another kilometer, then it drops down again. Uh, It's not too, it's just to the west of the Bolter store. And there's a road there and anybody knows the area, they'll they'll know. But um, uh, anyway, we, us kids, there's four of us kids, the two mothers, uh, each were uh, a year apart. I was the youngest. The next boy was their youngest, my friend's family's youngest, and my brother, then the oldest brother. Uh, we're still friends, all of us together, um, but um, anyway, me and the youngest boy had run ahead of the mothers, went up that first hill, hid in the bush. It's not the first time we did that, but uh, they went past us. They weren't looking for us. They probably thought we went right right on up to the cabin uh, up the next hill, which is, again, another kilometer away or so. I'd, over the hill comes my dad's buddy, who, who unfortunately has passed away about a month ago. So I didn't get to ask him any of these questions, but he remembered, but uh, he'd seen a UFO. So that's another thing, but he wouldn't talk to me about that. We were coming back up that second hill, probably about hundred meters maybe from the hunting cabin and from left to right, east to west, it walked right across the, the truck in front of us, uh, maybe about 30 feet, 20, 30 feet. Now I was in between the Jimmy seats with my um, arms on each seat because he didn't have back seats in that thing and uh it was about level with me and the and the vehicle maybe a little taller uh had just it, i don't know it, it showed its teeth looked towards it was going showed its teeth again and then stepped into the bush and that's a resurfaced memory and uh the the young kid that was with me now he, he's a police officer i've been trying to see him but he he, he's been too busy. He actually vacations up in Bolter still, so uh, I've been trying to see if he remembers. But uh, yeah, that's what happened. And over the years, maybe some strange things here and there that you wouldn't didn't seem worth noting. And it wasn't until 06 that the next thing had happened for me. So
3: I know it was a long time ago and, uh, you know, probably hard for some, you know, details to come forward. But when it, when it bared its teeth at you, were they more human teeth or were they fangs or
2: they seemed to me to be white, more human teeth. Uh, they didn't seem to be off color or anything like that. Uh, again, it's a hard memory, but uh, I didn't see fangs. It ha- cut its teeth together, mouth open. So if there were fangs, I didn't see top and bottom or anything like that. You've just been to the dentist, it was showing
3: off. <laughs> <laughs> now, Black fur as well, or the same colouring as, as Chris's? Black
2: and brown, if I remember right. mixture of black and brown. It
1: must have seemed huge, being you're five years old at the time. How big do you think, uh, would you expect it to be, or?
2: Well, about the top of that vehicle, six, maybe six and a half feet tall.
1: Would seem huge to you uh, as a young man, that's for sure. And wide shoulders as well?
2: Well, it was sideways to us. I was focused on the head and on the eyes, so there wasn't broad shoulders. It didn't seem like it. It seemed like you know six, six and a half feet tall. It didn't seem that big, but uh, it was, it was strange. <laughs> right. And more yeah. ape-like,
1: ape-like creature, or would you say?
2: I just thought it was a woman walking in the woods. Like, oh, yeah, right? I didn't notice breasts or anything like that. I just, it just was like, what in the world is that? Mm. My friend and my, the young guy that was with me at the time, he had said that uh, what the hell was that? And I thought we'd get in trouble for saying hell because we I wasn't allowed to say that at my house, but he got away with it that, that day, I guess. And yeah, it just went into the woods and nobody talked about it. Nobody talked about it after that. I don't I don't know if my dad I don't think my my dad's buddy told him about it because I brought things up to my dad who's a hunter. You're out in the woods all the time, you've heard anything weird and he goes, No, no, never. And one of his friends too, no ever anything weird and they they're not really believers they're not so yeah there's also uh you know you hear of a lot of people gradually coming out like 20
3: 30 years later who've actually had sightings and then you know they finally come around and tell their their stories or sightings and, and i guess it's more uh it's, it's more accepted these days you know more people into the paranormal into sasquatch into ufos that sort of thing i guess as you get older you don't care <laughs> what people think, you know, as much anymore. So you could, yeah, I saw one, or I thought I saw one. And you now you said you had another sighting in
2: 2006. Was it? Well, maybe 04, and that wasn't a sighting. Uh, it was at rue Bottom Lake. That's east of Perry Sound. Uh, previously, it was not on Google Maps, but uh, you can now find it if you type it in. Uh, I was on the northern side of the lake. There's five cottages. I don't know. I'm looking at it lately, and it seems like there may be another one built, but there's no power lines to these cottages. Uh, me and another guy, and there was two girls, two guys, the girls are by the fire. We were sitting in Muskoka chairs, sitting back. We could hear something moving behind us, like in the tree line between us and the road, which is like up a hill behind us. We were on like a plateau. We would hear a snap and we'd stop and listen and look at each other. And what the hell was that? I don't know. So anyway, so we were went out with our conversation and then it kept stepping and you hear the, the odd, Leaf, the crumple, uh, a little twig snap. And I said, Do you notice how it's walking now? And you may, it may not understand English because you can hear it still going, right? And he's like, Yeah, I can hear it still going. And and uh, later on that night, I don't know how many hours later, I thought that was around 10 30, 11, and about 1 30 in the morning from the direction it, it must have gone. And we were the second last cottage from the end uh, going east. I got, they were inside the cottage making some drinks and stuff. And I got, as I stoked the fire, I got whistled out from the woods. It was a (whistles) pitch black. We only had four tiki torches, no flashlights and the fire. again, there's no power lines, so there's no lights. There was just some solar lights and stuff there on the cottage. Mm -hmm. Um,
3: Peter Smith from Ontario Sasquatch. Uh, He and I went, uh, I think it was two summers ago now, to an area. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're describing the same lake uh, east of Perry Sound where uh, it's all cottages with you know, very few of them. I think one of them now has uh, electricity. Oh. Uh, everybody else runs off a generator or solar and uh, uh, lots of activity at this one cottage that we investigated like to the point where like the, the two, uh, two cottagers were having uh, interactions almost daily uh, foot footprints, screams. The the uh, they were getting the whistles, the the uh, imitation owl hoots, which turned into the screams. Um, all sorts of of uh, crazy things. And uh, the the cottage owner was hit with the uh, the infrasound while while he was fishing in the bay, uh, just just off uh, off the coast of or off the shore of the cottage, and uh, he was so scared uh, like this overwhelming fear came over him that uh he ripped all the skin off the palms of his hands trying to start the boat and he said and he said it was like for no reason he was just sitting there fishing he'd fish in that bay every day twice a day and for some reason he was overcome with this uh terrible uh, terrible sense of terror that he had to get the hell out of there and, yeah, he uh, pe- peeled all the skin off the palms of his hands trying to get the boat started. And, uh, you know, the, this guy is not, uh, you know, the type of person to get spooked. You know, he's, he's lived in, you know, the jungles of uh, Mexico amongst the jaguars and <laughs> banditos and everything else. And he says, just, just, I can't explain it. it was just wow. this weird, it's this weird thing. You hear these stories of them hitting people with infrasound and people lose control of their bowels and they vomit and they get the, you know the shakes and they can't function and, and we know that there's animals out there that can do it uh, wolves do it giraffes do it tigers lions so it's like that it's that vibrational uh thing that they emit and i guess they're just a lot better at it it's a lot more controlled and more powerful chris from uh you know, you, you had your two sightings there, and you you said you weren't really interested in in Sasquatch in the beginning, but uh, I guess this has become a passion for you now, and you seek out um, sightings and you you investigate uh, sightings and interactions. Well, now now I do, but
0: I didn't go out to seek them out. They seem to always uh, I seem to be a. A uh, Sasquatch magnet, I guess, because right after um, You're
3: the Sasquatch Whisper,
0: well, I don't know, I don't whisper <laughs> anything to anybody. I just want to go hunting stuff. But um, after that uh, last encounter in Elk Lake, I was down in again Hastings County, and um, you know, I'd, I'd go deer hunting and you know a turkey hunt in the same area where I had where I had a cabin. And I'm like. I'll back up a little bit. Let's say the turkey hunting season is in the springtime. So I'd come across this trail, and there's like there's an X marker blocking the trail. I'm going, well, that wasn't here this last year. So I just walk around this X marker and not even realizing what I came across. Get up to the top of the trail to uh, my little oak ridge up there that turkeys always seem to be. Um, there's another X marker right along that trail, trying to block my way right on that trail. So. Uh, I said, well, that's kind of coincidental. <laughs> and and again, I, it didn't clue into me. And then, uh, yeah, and then September came, and I, I should probably back up. You know, you guys were just talking about infrasound too. Uh, probably one year prior to that, when I was out turkey hunting that same area, um, yeah, I was I was hit with infrasound too because, like, when I was heading up to my little uh, on a Sunday, I thought I'd give us one last shot. Uh, to try and bag a turkey my uh my son was with me the, on the saturday and he bagged one so i figured well you know i'd go out and try it again And unfortunately he wasn't there with me to quote me out with me on the sunday so uh, i took a uh, a walk out there one last you know last foul swoop i guess and uh yeah i was hit with the infrasound on my way up to my uh my uh turkey hunting spot and it was like really weird it's like a it was a feeling that you're being watched and i basically came to a dead stop and I could not go any further if I wanted to, because I was right almost at my hunting spot. I have to do a little bit of an incline up onto this hot oak ridge and I could not move any further. It's almost like there's a brick wall in front of you. I'm looking to my left. I'm looking to my right. I'm getting Okay. Something's watching me here. I can't move. I took, you know, I got down on one knee and I took the, the shotgun off my shoulder and I, I loaded three uh, magnum turkey loads into it put one up the spout um you know and i was thinking in my head okay i'm i'm ready let's rock and roll where are you because i know something was watching me i couldn't i did not know about what ampersand was at that time but um after uh, a number of witnesses came forward and after hearing all that it, it I, I go back to that day and i said you know that's exactly what i felt but you know after i you know slammed the breach closed and had one up the spout ready to Ready to rock with whatever was going to attack me. And that's what that was the feeling I had—a a fear of an attack of some sort. After I had the safety off and at the ready, uh, that feeling of uh, being watched sort of slowly dissipated a little bit and started going away. And I was able to proceed after about five or ten minutes after that and uh, get up to my turkey hunting spot. And of course, there's uh, you know nothing—not a bird was peeping or anything like that. So that was it. My hunt was over with, with that day for that day anyway. So
3: now you mentioned something about witnesses. Are There other people in the area that have experienced something or. I'm just, uh,
0: I'm talking about, um, other witnesses that came forth on, let's say, South Chronicles or other podcasts explaining about, uh, uh, you know, being zap with, uh, and, uh, their explanation and, and description of it. And that's exactly what I felt. And now uh, yeah, that feeling of being watched and uh, that uh, feeling of doom, I guess, if you will, like mm-hmm. you feel like an attack is imminent by something, but you don't know what it is or you can't see where, where it's coming from, but you had that feeling.
3: Now recently um, we're going to jump ahead. You guys have done an investigation out near May Ontario, um were the two of you involved in that or or just you both of us
0: and initially on the on the daryl we went up there what was it in august i guess right the first time
2: august at the end of july it was sometime in yeah the we just stopped in for a day uh i have a, a property south of there uh closer to belleville uh i don't want to give that away of course it's in thurlow township and uh, it's not that far of a drive up to Madoc, and in fact, I used to go camping up there at a place called Crystal Beach. It's on the eastern end of Wyra lake, lake. So it's not that very far for, for us to go. So we'd spent the first night at, at uh, my property in that, uh, they there and we drove up the next day just for a visit. We weren't planning to stay the night or anything like that and uh, just to check. Check them out. Let us let them check us out. And, you know, hopefully gain some, gain some trust because that's what we wanted, and and uh, I I think we are trustworthy. But <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then uh, October second, that was a Saturday till the uh, third, the Sunday we went up, and that's kind of when the main thing happened.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Okay, I'll I'll start off here. Okay. At this at
0: this time, I was sleeping in a trailer provided by the uh, the landowners. So Daryl has uh, full control <laughs> of the story from this
2: point. You know, we enjoy our drinks, but, uh, that night really none of us were drinking except for a couple here and there over the course of an hour. And so we weren't hallucinating, but the couple that live on this homestead uh, in the middle of nowhere, really, uh, let us come back and they have a, a spot to sleep. That's uh, it's a trailer. We don't have to didn't have to pitch tents. So we got everything ready in there, and and we scoped out the area. Set up. Uh, Chris, maybe want to go into more detail about the tent he set up uh, on the on the rocks. And he, we put up a light in there and a fan with a piece of paper hanging from a string, so it would blow it around and maybe create some light on the inside of the tent, some shadow. Uh, we put out some uh, squashes, some pumpkins, peanut butter, trail cameras on those spots. Nothing really happened with that, just, just just to jump ahead. Nothing was really taken there. But I had a nap around 9 to 10. Chris scared the crap out of me by coming up and hammering on the side of the car. Because I was sleeping in the car. Of course, I, I woke up like Bruce Lee going, ah! So <laughs> and then later on, I don't know, what time did you go down, Chris? 11, 10, 30, 11? Just for yes.
0: And yeah, I was going to take the first watch. Uh, I stood around, nothing was happening around the trailer there. So I said, I'll just go and pop inside and, you know, um, yeah, I just lay down next thing I was sleeping. So
2: back and behind that trailer is a garden it's fenced mm-hmm. off. Uh, incidentally it had been picked clean except for their mint and their corn and the corn was stomped down on the one side. Now they had already reported to us and you can see it on our pages bed down area and behind that garden if you see the video that we that I actually just posted the shorter video on Facebook and you can see where I was standing it's behind the the uh, the garden itself and I was he was sleeping Chris was having his nap and uh the gentleman that runs that owns the place with his wife uh he was up having a nap so it was just her and I sitting in the living room chatting and I was parked right next to a window and I well that was my car outside the window I was sitting next to that said window and I got nauseous. I didn't, I, I couldn't explain it. And I had the feeling of being watched. The nausea went away, but it was like, uh, something's watching me. Uh, I've had experience with ghosts. So it felt the same way, like I was being watched and something's there. And like, just it's like, if I had hair, I'd be standing up. And um, it was, and I'm again, sitting right next to the window with my car is there. And then she she drives a big rig and that was there too and we decided to go to the car and, and uh i was like well you know what let's you know everything seems to be calm Let, let's let's get a beer or something like that because we were chatting we were having a good time actually t- chatting and and we went out to the car and i no no no, i'm jumping ahead excuse me i went out to smoke a cigarette and i was you no, know, no, in between the trailer and the house and knowing that you can see the little c- ir camera the the, the little light on the camera, even with our own eyes, I, w- I would assume anything else can see it as well. We're talking about uh, night, the night vision cameras uh, we had, and uh, I put it up and, and lit up the cigarette and it was what in the hell? I'm looking through this little viewfinder and I could see eyes. It's I, to me, it seemed like there was two, and but I don't know if the if the camera picked it up the way I was seeing it through the through the through the little screen. And Another couple of eyes, it'd go away and come back. And I'm trying to smoke and then keep the heater of the smoke going just as I watched, just, just to give it something else to focus on as it seemed to be watching me. And I've seen eyes shine before. I stood there for I don't know how long five minutes. Uh, uh I thought I saw other eyes shine now. I couldn't see that with my blind with my naked eye, but I could see it looking through the viewfinder. And I thought I saw another set of eyes, so three sets of eyes. I was like, uh, okay, well, the smoke's over. I don't want to sound like I'm alarmed. And okay, the fear. I'm not afraid of much, but I don't want to sound like a tough guy either. But that that was just, oh, oh my God, what am I looking at? Oh my God, it's there. It's right there. It's on the other side of that garden. And so I was like, hey, Chris, you in there? Are you awake? Of course, he didn't respond because he probably couldn't hear me anyway. And then I finished what I was doing, continued to act normal, and I went to put the camera down and went over to the window and looked in. And he was laying down. I went back into the house, and then myself and the we call them Jack and Diane. Diane and I had a conversation about the fear and what she's experienced on the same property because she had seen one cross the road prior to like going out one morning to drive her uh, rig, and and it was it was. You know, the sun wasn't up yet, but she clearly saw something bipedal walk across the road and they're at the end of a road. So it just goes on to the unassumed road from there. And she was a little surprised by that, a, a lot surprised by that, really. But so we talked for a bit and I had said to Chris, are you, you see that in the texts that are on the one screen on Facebook on Hastings County Sasquatch, it was, uh, dude, are you awake? We got to talk right now. And I don't know how much time I let him sit out there as bait. Sorry, Chris. But uh, yeah you know, we, we had to finish our beers. So anyway, uh, and I was like, okay, nothing's going on. And then I had the feeling of being watched. And I, then that's when that had happened and and a little bit of nausea. And I was like, okay, glancing out the window, I could see incidentally through that window out to the trailer where he was, where Chris was. And I didn't see any, nothing blocking light or moving along it. And I was like, okay, well, you know, things had died down. Let's, let's go to the cooler in the car and we'll get a drink. And I said, I don't want to go out there. And she was like, Well, you know what? I'll go with you. So she brings the flashlight and she comes out. And again, it's in the middle of nowhere, no street lights, nothing like that, just the light from their own home. And um, as I was parked next to their rig, I had my head in the car. She goes, Something's out here. I can hear it walking. So I pulled my head out and then I couldn't believe it. I heard it stepping too on the gravel road. <laughs> she said it was the, in the trees to her, but <clears throat> to me, it was right on the road, on, on the driveway and went into the woods so i thought i might have been looking through the rig windows i I didn't know what to think and then we went back in the house and then that's when i texted chris again dude you're missing some action (laughs) and uh yeah we uh if chris you want to go on from there about what happened uh i i can talk about what it was thrown later
0: (laughs) yeah well um after they came to the uh, inside the trailer, <laughs> Daryl did anyways, and uh, basically uh, said, "Hey, uh, it's something's going down out there. there. There's something out there." I said, "Okay, I'm right up there." So that's what I was resting for, just in case. And I can't remember what time it was. it had been close to twelve o'clock, eleven thirty or something like that. I wasn't looking at the time at that time. Well, um,
2: about twelve o'clock. I sent you yeah. that it was eleven fifty six. Yeah.
0: So anyways, you had your night vision camera where you captured the uh, eye shine. I grabbed my night vision camera too. And uh we went out to the road and you gave me the whole rundown of what happened, what just went down. And I said, okay, good. Okay. You face down that way of the road, I'm going to face, you know, the east side of the road and see if we catch something. Well, I have my uh, night vision camera switched on and um yeah, you're, looking towards, what, the east, I guess? And I was looking towards the west. We're almost oh, like sort of back-to-back, back, back I guess. And then, uh, yeah, I was getting this uh, some sort of weird thing. And again, you're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, literally out in the middle of nowhere. And I wish I had the record button pushed for record at this time because I missed some, uh, something very interesting. And again, we're getting into the woo factor and I think there's got to be something to it because I was getting a strobe light effect in, in between bushes. Uh, it was like somebody had like a, you know, a style or number 1980 style strobe light from the ground up. And it was lighting up the vegetation and in, in front of you on the left hand side, on the North side of the, uh, the neighboring field. And, um, Yeah, it was just lighting up the uh, trees and shrubs and everything like that. And then I said, I've got some weird strobe light action here. It's like nowhere. There should be no lights coming out of the ground out in the middle of the field, of an old farm field. It's an old fallow field, basically. I think Daryl turns around and faces his camera out there, too, and uh, it stopped. And then... uh, you know, after a couple of minutes, scanning the area, couldn't see anything. He goes back to his spot, um, facing down uh, his side of the road. And the, the strobe light starts happening again. I said, here it goes again. I'm getting that same strobe action, maybe in a little different area. But still, uh, you yeah, know, it was lighting up the vegetation, the leaves and everything that were on uh, shrubs and what have you, which was absolutely bizarre. I've never seen anything like that happen before. And uh, like, you know, I can speculate on what that is. I don't get into it now. But um, then all of a sudden, at the same time, I think you've seen something weird happen on your camera.
2: A little pixie dropped in and then dropped back out. It seemed like a pixel line that just went. And a little like a, almost like a, an angel on, like the little praying angel that you see on a Christmas tree.
1: Back
2: up. I was like what in the world (laughs) I mentioned that and okay and okay I I wasn't recording because I was saving recording time for you know when we actually got something but how do you get ready for that Mm -hmm. and I think from there um, yeah from there yeah from there my
0: uh my camera started malfunctioning um, I was having issues with battery power. I was getting a warning light on my uh, screen of my night vision camera indicating that uh, low battery, low battery flashing. The the, the batteries are going to die any second. And uh, but however, on the corner of that screen, it shows the battery icon and it shows it's fully charged. But at the same time, um, I'm I'm getting the the flashing red light saying low battery. So I said, okay, guys. Um, uh, Diane was with us at the road at that time. We're filming. And I said, "I'm just going to run back to the cameras, uh, to the uh, camper, and uh, change batteries." out. I'm getting a low battery warning. Everything was fresh batteries too. And
2: just before, just before you did that, Chris, so you pointed it down to the dead end side of the road. Mm-hmm. You got eye shine up in the trees, and then that happened to you. And then I, I turned and started to go with my camera without recording. Of of course. Mm-hmm. But- and uh it's always the I, way isn't it yeah you never, I, you
3: never you never have your camera ready when when there's action
2: yeah so. and I started to get the eye shine too and I was like is this something I'm just picking up and then Chris was gone leaving and and then I Diane amazing she's just stuff as nails she's like well, let's go down there a bit and I was like okay you go first and then um I I lowered the light on the camera and then used my little flashlight that I had and flashed it up and down. And I caught the two eyes behind a tree and it seemed pretty high up. So what we did, I don't know how much time passed, maybe another five minutes. And we went a little further and a little further down. And I, w- I kept scanning that side of the woods with the camera and they got a rocky outcrop up there which the next day I climbed up and it found some matted down hair. And it's a perfect viewpoint of their, of their property aside from looking through trees. And as we were standing there, I don't know how long and recording and well, we're not getting anything. And I turned it off, said, well, let's go back to the house. And as we turned around, the both of us, we both thought a tree was coming down behind us. And it came flying, whatever it was, came flying through the upper limbs of the trees, making the, making the sounds of going through leaves and sticks. And And it was that fast. We turn around. I look back to her. She's running. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, I'm going too. So I turned my flashlight backwards as I ran, to just you know, jogging. It wasn't like going full tilt here. But I was looking and nothing seemed, I didn't see anything. And we weren't sure what was thrown. I didn't see anything rocking or moving when I turned with the flashlight and looked, uh, and the next day, the only thing we could figure it was with us was a stump about two feet long or so with a couple of sticks sticking out of it here and there. And that's what seemed to be thrown at us, but eh. I got to say, at that point, if there was any doubt of Sasquatch in my mind, having something thrown at me at about 1, 1.30 in the morning, that was that, that's it. Yeah, I'm a ble- firm believer. I thought I was a believer, but I guess I needed that.
3: That, that was the uh, cherry on top, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you think uh, that was just like a warning, like, get the hell out of my backyard? Because I, I think if it wanted to hit you, it, yeah, it, it, it
2: probably could have, right? Yeah. uh i can't say how far it was away but it seemed like right at our heels
3: yeah i always i always tend to think that most of them give you that option first like there's there's your warning take it as as you know as what it is you know and if you stick around guess what (laughs) you're gonna get it you know the next time you're gonna get one in the head right now uh chris I mm-hmm. mentioned er- earlier about uh, samurai speak, I think, at the beginning of the podcast. Um, yep. This is a phenomenon uh, that uh, has been recorded uh, a few times. Uh, it's called the Sierra Sounds. And if anybody's not familiar with it, uh, Google the Sierra Sounds and listen to it, because it's the, the most bizarre thing you'll ever hear. And they call it the samurai speak, because it sounds like two Japanese guys yelling at each other and you know i'm not very good at imitating but it's more like a, and uh, it's it's bizarre and you apparently heard the same type of thing at this property isn't that right
0: yeah that that wasn't for oh that was the weekend after thanksgiving um and again we were sharing reports over the past like with uh you know um uh, Ontario Sasquatch. And we talked to Peter Smith yep. and, uh, anyways, he, you know, we got talking and he said, Hey, would you mind if we all, you know, come down and investigate too? Yeah. You know, anyways, it just came down to it that, you know, we made arrangements and he came down with his command post and his, uh, cameras too. And gave us a cool, uh, cast too. So, which was amazing, but, uh, yeah, he he came down and uh, we set things up, and he brought his big trailer in and parked it. And, uh, it probably wasn't for a couple hours. Oh, I can't remember the date now, but anyways, uh,
2: fifteenth, sixteenth.
0: Yeah, that's right. It was after the Thanksgiving weekend. But uh, yeah, he he was getting things settled in his uh, trailer, and Christine was with him too. Another investigator, and uh, well, I was standing in front of his truck, and they were inside that uh, camper. I was. Uh, in front of his his truck and i could hear two people talking amongst each other but you couldn't understand what it was but it definitely sounded like as soon as i heard it i said i know what that is that's the samurai chatter from uh ron moorhead that's exactly it was almost like you're somebody who's playing the uh the, the same recording in the bush on loudspeakers pretty much i i, I could hear them like you, you couldn't understand them but chatting amongst but back and forth from each other and uh I guess it was about a half an hour, 45 minutes later, Christine walked down that road. Let's back up a second. I, I sort of knocked on Peter's door and I said, I just got Samurai chatter from across the road there. And about half an hour later, 45 minutes later, Christine went down there, took a little walk with herself. And I was back around the, the truck when she was coming back and no doubt about it. I got Samurai chatter. I just heard it. I said, don't tell me where I point in that direction. She says, yes, exactly. That same area. Yeah. No doubt about it. And, uh, for some reason, somebody pointed out that area as I believe, uh, somebody remote viewed it and said, this is where they're going to be in and around that area.
3: I know that guy.
0: Yeah. That was, that was you.
3: (laughs) That was me. And it was you. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. You're dead on dead on. I could hear him right from that area there. So.
3: That's very cool. I'm jealous. <laughs> I've been I've been in the bush a lot of times looking for them. Uh, I've never heard anything like that before. I've seen the orbs, I've seen the strange lights that are associated with them. I and, have too. Uh, yeah. And I've had uh, I've had a uh, rock, you know, size of a bowling ball thrown in my direction,
1: mm-hmm. you
3: know. So I you know, and people who, you know, still on the fence about bigfoot or sasquatch or whatever you want to call it, you know, bears don't throw rocks. And humans can't throw bowling ball-sized rocks 100 yards. I don't care how strong you are. You know, if you're that guy, you should be in the
1: Olympics,
3: (laughs) right? Because you'd be be breaking records. On Sasquatch Chronicles, uh, Wes, the host, always asks his guests at the end. And I love this question, and I'm dying to ask someone. And we'll start with Daryl first. Uh, What do you think Sasquatch is?
2: I've struggled with that one. Um, The best explanation I used to embrace was um, that there were Gigantopithecus evolved from the died out apes, extinct apes, but I'm leaning more towards another human race of some kind. Um, What really troubles me is some of the supernatural stuff that goes along with them. I've heard of this disappearing visually right in front of people which blows my mind. Um, but, uh, I, if they do eat and sleep and drink water, like many people have seen them eating and drinking, um, or even tearing animals apart and eating the liver and the heart and the, some of the in, internal organs, they must be of some sort of flesh and blood to be able to, to need sustenance. So, uh, I'd like to go with it that they're probably another human race but how they've remained hidden for so long but they, they're not really hidden everybody uh, how don't. someone do, how
3: someone doesn't have one locked up in a cage somewhere you know yeah, maybe they do <laughs> well the government might <laughs> we don't so
2: yeah. like if you look at the Mount St. Helens stories after the eruption in 1980 that uh, some of the stuff that's happened there and And I listened to one scientist that was brought in for that situation, and this was the fourth or fifth type that he had been brought in to study. How many types are there? How many species of these same animals? And we're animals too, so there's differences than us. So
3: That's
2: right. And Chris, same question? Well, my
0: answer has changed in the past. I always thought it was some sort of human hybrid of some sort, but I seem to think uh, it's going to be a... uh, what I think Sasquatch is or Bigfoot is going to be the best way I think I, I would describe now would be a combination mystery and also a game changer. Because uh, I think once the discovery happens, it's going to throw a whole big monkey wrench into everything right from science, the whole um, theory of evolution, uh, academia, religion, everything and i think everybody's going to come to the realization these sons of bitches have been lying to us for (laughs) thousands of years
2: Uh, i'd like to say that the whole nephilim uh, lineage with nephilim i used to scoff at i used to think it was ridiculous like come on but uh after some weird experiences and some spiritual ones for myself it's it's i guess maybe it's possible especially since that night the first night we were at there chris uh at around three o'clock in the morning, I said, "In the name of Jesus Christ, be gone." And I was dead tired at that point, and we had been out there for hours, and there was no activity after that. So
0: they took off; they left us alone.
2: That's a new one for me.
3: You know, anyone uh, using the name of you know of a deity or you know to uh, dismiss them. Usually, we reserve that things for demonic activity and. but but not sasquatch guys i want to thank both of you for coming on the show it's a fascinating topic Uh, it's one that i wish that we could cover more often on on Mm -hmm. the podcast here um we deal mainly in the spectral world you know the ghosts the demons the poltergeists Uh, i'm a big you know i love to research and hear about sasquatch and everything else uh we'll have to have it back on because it seems like you guys have more to talk about as well uh and uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of you if they want to check out uh hastings county sasquatch where are they going to find you
2: uh facebook uh just type in simply hastings county sasquatch and the same thing with the youtube page hastings county sasquatch
0: yeah we also have a proton mail if you want an encrypted uh proton mail if you're worried about your privacy it's uh h c.sasquatch at protonmail.com and that's uh encrypted emails
3: right, guys thank you so much we'll have to have you back on again uh Hastings county sasquatch check them out facebook youtube and uh we'll see you again
1: thanks guys
0: Phantom Faction Podcast a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com.